You're listening to episode number 58 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today, we're chatting about all things candida, what it is, what it does in the body, how candida affects your ketogenic diet, plus how to develop an anti-candida protocol to support your ketogenic diet. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. One of the most challenging parts of starting a ketogenic diet is, well, starting it and maintaining it by preparing healthful, high-fat food that tastes good and is easy to make. Part of the struggle is figuring out what to eat, when to eat it, and how much. Did you know that I prepare weekly keto meal plans and deliver them to inboxes everywhere? Yep. Balance Keto is a meal plan program that delivers simple keto recipes, shopping lists, and everything you need to chow down on keto week in and week out. Get more information at healthfulpursuit.com slash meal plan. Plus, there's a free seven-day keto meal plan on that page for you to give it a whirl before you jump in. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. This is the third weekend that I have not watched Netflix because I made a promise to myself mid-October that I was going to stop with the Netflix binging. I haven't watched Netflix in, I guess it's almost three weeks-ish, and I'm loving it. Instead of watching Netflix, I'm actually reading fictional books. Yes, I still read a ton of health books, but I don't consider that to be like free time. It's more just like researching and preparing for work, so I don't consider that to be my free time or self-care time. I've read four books so far, totally in love with it. And I really just made the switch because I found like on weekends and evenings, I would just sit in front of the TV and endlessly just continue to tell Netflix I was still watching until one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning. And I just felt like it was a really unhealthy behavior. Now I'm putting on my blue light blocking glasses around 9 p.m. reading until I get a little bit sleepy, usually enjoying some tea with it. And I go to bed at a decent hour. I'm waking up a lot more refreshed and I'm just feeling better. So if you find that you are addicted to Netflix like I was or really any TV watching, I don't even know what you call it, just anything like Netflix or even just TV. If you find like you're sitting in front of the TV endlessly and you are not doing the things that maybe perhaps you promised yourself you wanted to do or you imagined your life being a lot better than sitting in front of the TV watching Netflix, I encourage you to maybe check out some books and see how that goes for you. It's quite enjoyable. Anyways, the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com com slash podcast slash e58. The transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. Perfect Keto is a partner of the podcast. Their exogenous ketone supplement is the most effective, best tasting, and most affordable exogenous ketone supplement on the market, or at least what I've been able to find. Perfect Keto exogenous ketones increase blood ketone levels by about 1.5 millimoles, which can be helpful for keto eating warriors who need a boost in mental performance, energy production, fat burning, or to help adapt to the ketogenic eating style. 
If you're struggling with keto, take for a couple of days and you'll be well on your way post haste. Perfect Keto is available in chocolate, sea salt, and peaches and cream flavors. My personal favorite is peaches and cream. Just add it to water, shake it up, and drink whenever you need it. Use the coupon code HEALTHFUL, all in caps, no spaces, for 15% off at healthfulpursuit.com slash ketones. Unsure of the link? Simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or want to submit praise over and above your review, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash review, you can reach me at info at ketodietpodcast.com. I have two quick announcements. The first one is, if you notice, we just selected some new music for the podcast. I was really excited to just refresh things now that the podcast is over a year old. I just felt like she needed a good like update. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I let you guys vote to decide which music would play at the beginning of the episode. I posted it on my Instagram page. If you don't already follow me, you definitely should. Healthful Pursuit. Or you can even search for Leanne Vogel. That's with a V. And you should be able to find it. And I'm starting to do a lot more voting on the Instagram page. So you guys can determine what you like, don't like, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. So definitely watch my stories for more on that. And thanks to everyone who voted. And I hope you like the new song. Second announcement is that we are well on our way to almost holiday season. I can't even believe it's upon us. If you've been following me for a while, you know that last year I created a thing called the Keto Holiday Cookbook. It's a quick little digital guide that gives you everything that you need to prepare holiday recipes, including over 30 recipes from appies, starters, sides, entrees, desserts, plus four dinner party menus. So if you're hosting a bunch of people over your house, say like eight people, you look for the dinner party menu for eight for Christmas or Thanksgiving. It gives you the shopping list, all of the recipes, everything's keto. It also comes with low FODMAP, nut, egg, and nightshade free options. So whether you have keto friends or your family doesn't like keto or doesn't know what it is, I've tested these recipes on all my friends and family that aren't keto and they love them. And some of my friends also that have a lot of restrictions on what they can eat and everyone really loved it. So if you're still racking your brain trying to figure out how you are going to manage the holiday season while maintaining your ketogenic diet, definitely go over to healthfulpursuit.com slash keto holiday to check out that digital book. I'll also include the link in the show notes. Today's guest is Ricky Heller. She is a voice behind the popular food blog, rickyheller.com, which celebrates sugar-free, gluten-free, allergy-friendly whole foods through a low glycemic vegan lifestyle. After being diagnosed with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, Ricky first began to change her eating habits and realized how much the food we eat influences our health. Later, after suffering from candida and following an anti-candida diet for more than three years, she was determined to learn more about the healing power of foods and obtained her registered holistic nutritionist designation. So Ricky and I actually recorded this episode quite some time ago, probably maybe two years ago-ish, and it's been on my YouTube channel for quite some time, and it's just such a good episode. And when I was on the book tour recently, candida and keto kept coming up over and over and over again, and I understand that so many of you listening weren't able to come to the book tour. So you missed that conversation. So here's Ricky and I chatting about candida, how it affects keto and all things of combining them together so that you can feel better. So without further ado, let's cut over to the interview. 
The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. I'm super excited to ask you a bunch of questions. We should just get right down to business if you're ready. Sure, can't wait. So can you clarify for listeners what candida is and what it does in the body? Sure. Candida is actually a form of yeast that, and it's usually uh, candida albicans that lives in the body. And it actually lives in and on the body in all of the mucous membranes. So in your digestive tract and in your eyes and in your nose and also on the body. And normally it sort of is one of a number of inhabitants of your inner, inner ecosystem and they all live in harmony together. But when the conditions change that allow the candida to proliferate, which it does at the slightest provocation, then it grows out of control and it can mutate into a fungal form where it becomes dangerous for your health and it causes all kinds of varied symptoms that people can suffer from with candida. So what it does is oftentimes will create a condition called leaky gut, where it basically has these kind of root-like extensions that bore right through the intestinal lining and create little ruptures that can allow undigested food to get into the bloodstream that causes problems. And then you have a whole host of symptoms that are very familiar to people, which are things like, as you well know, we both had this sugar cravings, intense sugar cravings, and all kinds of fungal infections are the two major ones. Plus this concept that's referred to as foggy thinking or foggy brain, Mm -hmm. where people just can't focus, they just can't concentrate on things. And from there, you get satellite issues all over the whole body if it continues to go on after that. Interesting. Okay, so because we're talking kind of about keto and candida, something that you just said resonated with me because a couple people in my keto group, and for people that don't know what keto is, maybe it's your first introduction to this, basically keto is a low-carb, high-fat approach to nourishing our bodies where we basically starve our bodies of the glucose and then switch over to burning fats as energy instead of glucose as energy. So in nutritional ketosis, our bodies become fat-burning machines, basically, where we're breaking down fatty acids into ketone bodies that are used even by the brain as fuel. So I started a Facebook group. There was a conversation in the Facebook group the other day where people were saying that they had really foggy brains after a couple months of being ketogenic. And so now I'm wondering, because your brain is supposed to get better on keto, if maybe there's some sort of interaction there. What are some of the symptoms of that foggy brain? Can you explain that a little bit more and and what one would experience? Yeah, because I never really understood it until it happened to me. And it didn't even happen to me right at the beginning when I had candida. It took um, the second bout of candida for me to experience this. It's literally feeling like you're thinking through a fog. So everything is, there's no sharpness or clarity to your thoughts. And your head, it's not like a sinus congestion kind of full, but almost like there's a curtain inside your brain. That's the only way I can explain it. And so for me, what happened was I started getting very frustrated because I've always had a really good memory and suddenly I couldn't remember things and I couldn't focus. Like if I was trying to write a blog post or write anything, let's say something would normally take me 20 minutes to write a letter, it would take me an hour and I couldn't keep track of my 
sentences. I would I would get to the end of a sentence and think, oh no, what am I supposed to do next? And I didn't realize how bad it was until it cleared up. And then all of a sudden, it was like someone had taken a vacuum cleaner and cleared out the inside of my head. And all that fog and all that debris was just gone. And suddenly, it's almost like the difference between an old photo that's a little blurry and a really new new sort of technologically new sharp sharp photo where the edges are just sharp all of a sudden so it's very subtle and when people are experiencing it they may not always realize it they just are frustrated because they can't think as fast or as clearly as they used to yeah a lot of the women in my group were talking about their memories and just like they can't remember anything and they're okay so we're going to chat about this a little bit later and how ketones and candida can work against one another and we'll definitely get back to that brain fog piece because that I feel like that could be really huge so now that everyone knows what candida is and I had no idea that it was something that was already on our body it's just a matter of when it gets imbalanced and we would love to hear your story how you got to where you are and I know that your journey will resonate with a lot of our listeners today. Sure, I'd love to. So for me, I mean, I really think I was sort of beset by this. I'm going to say before birth because apparently your mother transmits what's in you know to the fetus what's going on in her body and my mother was diabetic type 2 diabetic and apparently had a hard time also with my pregnancy so I may have inherited a little bit of that predisposition towards excess candida just from her but even as a little kid I mean the two things that I associate for me the most with candida are fungal issues and sugar sugar cravings so I grew up in a house of bakers. There was always something homemade and baked in our house. And at age six, I learned how to make chocolate chip cookies for the first time. And then I was off on a tear, baking like as often as I could. My sisters and I, we used to fight for the the beaters, you know, after my mother made a cake or whatever. So always, always drawn towards sugary foods. And just to give you one little snapshot, in my <laughs> when I was in university, I lived in residence as an undergrad. Turns out, of course, my uh, roommate was sort of similar in terms of sugar addiction. So we would buy like bags of Quaker oat chocolate chip cookie mix, and we would just mix up the dough and eat it. Like that, that's how drawn to sugary things we were. That's what Amazing. that would have been. Yeah. So really, really horrible eating uh, habits through most of my young life. And then um, when I was married in my 30s, I started having these recurrent yeast infections that nobody could get rid of. Even then, nobody thought that there could be any kind of special issue. They consider it superficial and not important. So they kept giving me creams that didn't work. And then as I got older in my 40s, this is where it all kind of came to a head because I had four sinus infections in three months. And I could not get rid of them. I had six courses of antibiotics. And so finally, I thought, okay, I have to do something about that. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a slow learner there. And I went, finally found a holistic doctor who diagnosed me and put me on the diet and my sinus issues cleared up. And I felt so much better. So that was actually my prompt to go to holistic nutrition school and learn more about the connection between food and health because I wanted to know why why did I have to follow this diet? What was it about the diet that would help my candida? And so from there, I just got better and better. And I was great for about, I'd say, 10 years while I ate a completely you know healthy, holistic diet. And I was feeling so good that I ended up the Christmas of 2008. I thought, I'm just going to have a little piece of cake. I'm just going to have one piece of chocolate. And I'm talking about, you know, with sugar in it. Yeah. And in very short order, like I'd say a couple of months, I was right back to my old eating habits. And I got, I know, horrible. So I got this really awful rash on my chest and went to my doctor. She gave me a cream. 
but nothing would get rid of it, like nothing. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And finally, I went back to the holistic doc and it took sort of a conventional approach and a natural approach and the diet and all kinds of detoxification all together before I finally got rid of that. And that was started in 2009, which is when I started blogging about my journey with Candida on my blog. So everything since 2009 on my blog is related to an anti-Candida diet, sugar-free, gluten-free, and also uh, plant-based. And that was how I cleared that up this second time. But I, but one of the things I learned through this experience was that when you have Candida, when you've had it once, if you, you're more prone than the average person to get it again, to have a relapse. So you really do have to maintain a healthy diet. And if you have a relapse, it's usually more virulent. So it's going to be stronger and it's going to be harder to get rid of the second time and even more so the third time, fourth time, however many times you let this go on. So for me, that was a really tough lesson, but it was a good one that I know I can never again in my whole life eat white sugar ever, ever, ever. And at first it was this whole morning period, but you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah. we, like we, like, you know, I, I know we've talked about this before that, you know, once you realize that you can still have delicious food within the boundaries of your dietary restriction, then it, it doesn't feel like any kind of issue for me anymore. I still have my favorite desserts. They're just made out of ingredients that will not harm my body now. And you're so good at making those beautiful foods uh-huh. that don't have that stuff in them. And when you start to see, like, it's one thing, you know, when I was told I couldn't have gluten anymore, I was like, what do you mean? I don't even know what yeah. gluten is. And like, what do you mean I can't have? <laughs> like, how is there? I thought gluten was bread. So how is there bread in like desserts? I don't even understand how this works. And right. or mashed potatoes. And so yeah. by seeing images like, on your website, rickyheller.com, and everything that you put out there in your cookbooks and guides, it makes it so much more attainable for people when you can see that visual of like, oh my gosh, okay, I still can have all these things. You know, if, if you're the type of person where you've had candida, and I know I've been one of those people, you have to, like you said, it's a lifelong eating style. And that it's, it doesn't have to be a sentence. More on my interview with Dr. Ricky Heller after this message from one of our podcast partners. This show is sponsored by Paleo Valley. I've got a rich offer for you. It's new, it's exciting, it's going to change the game. If you've already ordered yourself a little something from Paleo Valley, you know the quality is good and you've probably been toying around with the idea of ordering more. If you're not familiar with Paleo Valley, they make two of my very favorite things. The first, 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef sticks. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs to benefit the health of your gut and the strength of your immune system. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive dye, and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar and made with the highest quality ingredients. The second, a whole food-based, ultra-primal, super-nourishing organ complex. It's a mega-nutrient-dense super supplement. The nutrients in just one daily dose read like the best multivitamin out there. And it's a whole food. Vitamins A, B12, B2, B3, B5, B6, B9, CoQ10, folic acid, iron, selenium, phosphorus, and zinc, copper, omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHEA, phosphorus, the list goes on. Organ 
complex is a combination of beef liver, heart, brain, and kidney, all sourced from 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef organs, which are non-GMO and never given antibiotics, steroids, hormones, or grain. The capsules are 100% pure with no fillers or flow agents, gluten, grain, soy, or dairy. Now you can shop all things Paleo Valley, load up your cart, and apply a sweet coupon code on everything in your cart. Take advantage of this offer by going to paleovalley.com forward slash keto20. Fill up your cart and enter the coupon code keto20. That's K-E-T-O-2-0 at checkout to apply a 20% off discount on your entire purchase. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash keto20. Then once you've loaded up your cart, apply the coupon code keto20 for 20% off everything. What kinds of foods do people have to cut out if they're on this anti-candida diet? Well, there are stages. And the first stage is the strictest where you give up basically anything that is that has sugar or will be easily converted to sugar. So white sugar, white flour, white rice, white potatoes, um, except in my book, um, Living Candida Free, we do allow red skin potatoes because those are less starchy than the other potatoes but otherwise potatoes. And then you want to give up any foods that are high, like a, that are naturally high sugar, like fruits as well. So you, except for lemon, lime and avocado and cranberries, which are very, very low sugar. You also want to eliminate any moldy foods. So things like mushrooms, peanuts, peanuts and pistachios are the two nuts with the highest mold content. So those are out and uh, well, fruit is out anyway, but I was always surprised to discover that um, melons are very high in mold on the skins. Yeah, they so, are totally. They yeah, are. It's scary. Yeah. I know. And, and citrus fruits too, unfortunately. So those things then, and anything that's going to stress out the immune system, because you want to really boost your immune system and help it and support it so it can fight the candida. So anything that's like a, a common allergen, so dairy, eggs, citrus is another one there. If you eat animal products, you can't have things like shellfish, red meat and coffee, I'm sorry to say, because they're acidic, which is what candida loves. It loves an acidic environment. And then I, I just had another one. I was with my tongue. Initially, like anything with caffeine. So there's a whole host of foods. And and people all, often will say to me, if I start rhyming off what you can't eat, they'll, they'll say, well, what can you eat? You know? <laughs> yeah. But there's so much left. There's vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes. If you eat animal products, you can have some forms of animal protein. So there's lots. That's really interesting. Um, something that you mentioned, I've been looking a lot more at mitotoxins lately and the molds and stuff that grow on our foods. And I actually posted on my Instagram the other day, well, quite some time ago now, I guess, but coconut oil and coconut products. Um, I was listening to yeah. a podcast, I believe Bulletproof Radio, and he was talking about coconut milk. And I've always reacted to the coconut milk that I keep in the fridge for a day. But yep. when I first open up a can of coconut milk, no problem. But the next day I react to it. And I was reading that it's actually coconut milk draws or grows a lot of bacteria or fungus or fungus. those mitotoxins really quickly. And so that's why people are reacting to it. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you've had that type of reaction to certain foods. Like I know when I've had foods that I know have mold on it, I get really tired and lethargic or I have a hard time breathing. Like I get wheezy. And that, that was a helpful in my candida process. <laughs> and you know what's so interesting to me about the mycotoxins is that with like peanuts and um, pistachios, it's right there on the nuts. And there, yeah. it's just, to some extent, it's on all, like the aflatoxins on peanuts, they're on all nuts and grains as well, apparently, dried, like anything dried like that. 
But the thing is, peanuts and pistachios are just so much higher than the others. So that's why, because you can't cut out, you could cut out all nuts and some of the candida diets do. But what I find so interesting about the coconut milk, and I actually saw that on your Instagram, is that, you know, coconut contains antifungals. It's often used in candida because it's so antifungal. So it, it, it makes me wonder if it's how they process it or something that the the fungus gets in there, right? I'm learning um, that there's only four different places where coconut oil is made. Uh, and wow. Yeah. So if you're reacting to one coconut oil, you'll react to most of them because there's only like four places. But I'm trying to find a coconut oil that is, yeah, I think the processing definitely plays a part to maybe perhaps there isn't as much antibacterial properties in certain types of coconut oil, even though they claim yeah. that there is because I agree with you. Why the heck? isn't the coconut oil just killing off these things. So yeah, it's definitely worth and it's cool that you mentioned too. a lot of the things that you eat on an anti candida diet would also be really good with the keto practices, even if you're doing a plant based keto practice, like your vegetables, fiber, you mentioned like oils and fats and nuts, uh, and seeds that don't have those toxins on them. So I know that you follow a diet that's vegan and lower carb. Can you tell us how you came to eat this way and how it relates to your candida? Yeah, sure. So as I said, the early stages is very low carb anyway, because you don't want those carbs to convert to glucose in the blood and, and spike your blood sugars and feed the candida. So initially, I was only eating one grain, and it was a very specific low lower carb, like the seed-like grains, like buckwheat and quinoa and amaranth. Okay. One serving of those a day and one serving of legumes a day. So I would have chickpeas or something like that. And um, as I went on, you know, I reintroduced more of those. But because I'm primarily, I guess, still a baker, I was kind of waiting for the, the stage where I could get flour products back in. Because since flour is more processed than the, the straight up grain, I, I saved the flour for stage two. And as I just went on, I realized the more I ate of the flour products and the more grain servings I had in a day, that would sometimes flare my symptoms because I might have had too much or if I had grains too many times in a week, it would flare my symptoms. So I just decided I should say refined grains like pasta or something like that. So I just decided that to see what would happen if I cut back a little bit and went back to really the equivalent of stage one on this on the anti candida diet, which is where I probably spend I'd say 80% of my eating time now. I've cut back my fruit as well. And I, I just find that my symptoms are gone when I do that. But if I increase that too much, I do get a flare up of that rash that I had sometimes. And I just don't feel as good in general. So for me, it's just a matter of following what seems to work best with my body. It's almost like uh, also similar, you were talking about the similarities in the diet. And paleo is also very similar, right? Yeah, exactly. So by, you know, you're saying like, I wasn't eating as many grains, I wasn't having as much fruit. So would fat have played a pretty big role in your candida protocol? Or how did that go for you? It did at the beginning. And again, when you're on stage one, because when I go lower grain, I tend to increase my fat content. And so there was a period when, um, particularly when I was testing for my, my book, because I wanted, I wanted all of the recipes in Living Candida Free to be accessible to stage one, because that's the hardest stage. And that's when people are buying books that they want to help them on the anti-candida diet. So I think it's like 97 out of the 100 recipes are okay for stage one. Nice. And of course, and they're also okay for every other stage. But so for me now, and, and I, I ended up eating a lot of those kinds of foods in a day. And when I go grain free, I need to watch because if I have too many 
nut-based products and on top of that coconut oil and on top of that coconut milk, which I tend to do if I'm having dessert as well, then I find that's a little bit too much fat for me in a day. And that's when my candida symptoms can also flare, interestingly. So interesting that you say that. So going to get back to our the whole mind fog thing. What I'm finding is that if you have a history of candida or you're healing yourself of candida, like you said, in that stage one, by eating too many fats, you're not eating a lot of carbohydrates, you're eating a ton of fats, your protein is probably pretty moderate, you are in ketosis. Or if your body is easily switched into that fat burning state. And what's interesting by you saying, you know, I had a little bit of a flare up, I'm finding that people that become in that state of ketosis by creating those ketone bodies, the candida loves ketone bodies for fuel, just like it loves sugar. More on my interview with Dr. Ricky Heller after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true north strong and free, but gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the US get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. Imagine spending only $9.95 as opposed to the $20.99 on raw cacao powder. Or $7.45 on avocado oil mayo as opposed to $13.99 on other online shopping sites. So, on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping is going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into a $50 to $75 Thrive Market order. For the same amount of things, go to thrivemarket.com HP to get your instant 35% off. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. Unsure of the link? Simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details. So I'm wondering if people that are following a ketogenic eating style and they're getting a lot of ketone production, if they had a history of candida or maybe didn't know that they had candida, and then all of a sudden they're getting this brain fog that you're talking about and these other symptoms, which I'll ask you about too, and like what symptoms cause are a signal of candida. But there's definitely a link there. You know, if you have candida, perhaps keeping the ketone creation quite low, like you said, there's that fine line between too much fat when you're following this protocol it's it's interesting to see the two tie together so so um synergistically yeah that's interesting and i bet that is what is going on with me because i find i do much better if i'm grain free if i increase my uh, beans and legumes versus increase my fat so that's, that's interesting yeah okay okay so for people that are thinking, oh my gosh, like maybe I have this candida thing or maybe I don't, I don't know. What kind of symptoms are associated with this? How do we know? Well, the, we've talked about a couple. So brain fog for sure. But the number one symptom that most people have is sugar cravings or carb cravings, like really overwhelming, not your average once a month kind of cravings, but the kind where you know, you're willing to go out in your pajamas at a quarter to midnight to the gas station to buy something sweet. Like totally that. guilty. I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've done that too, for sure. Or no, you know what? I just make it. because I can't Yeah, <laughs> screw it. I'm not going out. Make me a cake at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I've done it for sure. We, we used to have a recipe in our house that my sisters and I all knew because from start to out of the oven, it was less than 30 minutes. And so you could be eating it in less than 30 minutes, right? But anyway, so that's what they do. They're, they're like really, really intense 
sugar craving, and then all of those symptoms that are associated with yeast. So vaginal yeast infections, jock itch, uh, fungal rashes, toenail fungus of any kind, athlete's foot, all these things that are connected to fungus in some way or not or another that doesn't clear up in the normal way. So, you know, people who, who I have a client who's had uh, yeast infections for like a year or something, and every two weeks, it just keeps coming back. And that's what happened to me in my 30s as well. Or you have some kind of other a rash, like my rash that wouldn't go away. So that's that. And then I was as I was saying earlier, it can also lead to leaky gut. And so some of the complications of that are obviously digestive issues and lots of gas and bloating. And um, constipation is a big one that goes with that. And allergies, undetected food allergies are another big one. That's kind of a consequence of the leaky gut. So all kinds of things. It can go on beyond that. But once you get to a certain stage, you start getting symptoms in all other parts of the body. But those are the main ones initially, if you're concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for all listeners out there that are thinking, oh my gosh, okay, well, I maybe have candida, what can they do? There are there are lots of things you can do. I mean, you can certainly go to a naturopathic doctor or a holistic nutritionist, or if you can find a functional medicine doctor, and they can test you. There are all kinds of tests they can do. There's a blood test, there's a urine test, there's a stool test, and there's also a saliva test. But the the one test that you people may have heard about online that you can do at home and I was very skeptical of this test until I did it when I was having a huge flare up and it actually correlated perfectly with my symptoms. So I would say for me, this test was accurate. What you do is first thing in the morning, when you wake up, you have a small glass of water by your bedside and it's about half full, or you can just go and fill one, but don't brush your teeth. Don't eat anything. Don't drink anything before you do this test. It's got to be fresh saliva first thing in the morning and you build up a nice ball of spit and you just spit into the glass. And then you watch what the saliva does on the water. So normal, healthy saliva is clear and it will float on the water. And if you go back 15 minutes later, it'll still be floating. And if you go back 30 minutes later, it'll still be floating. But if you have candida, what often happens is it will start to grow what look like roots going downward towards the bottom of the glass. So roots or legs, they call it sometimes. You see these lines coming out of the saliva and it'll look a little cloudy. And that's what happened to me until my symptoms cleared up and then it got clear again. And for people who are very severe, who have very severe issues, your saliva will actually sink to the bottom of the glass because it's heavier. So you can look for that. And that's just kind of a quick and easy and free way to get a good sense of whether or not you're dealing with that. It's not 100% accurate either, but it's free. And if, if you have a positive result there, then you know you can go and talk to a professional and see and, you know, maybe don't further at that point. Mm-hmm. And so do you have you have a course that kind of walks people through how to deal with candida and such? Yeah, so the, the candida kickstart, I, I began it because it's really the beginning of the diet and getting sort of in your groove on this diet. Because for some people, this can last six months to a year. And I don't want to scare people out there. There are people who are over and done with it in three months. But for someone like me who has a lot of symptoms and it's been going on for a long time, then you have to devote a long time as well to getting rid of it. And so it's getting into that groove and understanding the diet and learning how to cook this way and buy the ingredients and, you know, what is psyllium husk and what are chia seeds and all the things you need to gather. And so the Candida Kickstart is, it's the better part of a month. And it's a course that actually walks you through all those different issues so that 
you can feel you have the foundation, you're confident in what to eat. And we have a meal plan, we have a shopping list, we have menus, and you get a copy of my book as well to walk you through what candida is and give you more than 100 recipes that you can eat on the plan as well. But I found that once people feel they have that support, and exactly as we were saying earlier, they see that it's doable. You know, there's tips about what do you do if you're invited to a party? What do you do if you go out to a restaurant? How do you live with this over the long term and not cheat? Because that's so essential. And I think most people fall off because they're at a loss of what to do, or they feel they're lacking the support around them with other people who are going through something similar. And so that's what the Candida Kickstart does. We have live support and often, and, you know, where I answer questions and calls that people can listen to and a group. To me, that's the most important thing. Like, you know, from your community, your keto community, the group of people who are all going through something similar at the same time that's where you get so much of your support too. Oh, so that's so powerful. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's amazing to see the women in my keto group now over, I think at least 1200 people in there and wow. they just all support each other back and forth. And they're answering questions so much more. Like I'm just one person and I have one experience, but 1200 women with all different experiences coming together, like that support in and of itself is yeah. huge. Yeah, it's the support among each other. I think that's incredible. And and sharing experience is so, so important. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Like what you've done for us today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story and, and really providing our community with actionable steps to bring their health to that next level. Candida is something that I struggled with for a long time. And I know that you, like I said, you're the leader in all this Candida stuff. And I'm so happy that you were able to share some tips. And I definitely think there's a connection between keto and Candida. And um, hopefully over the coming weeks and months, I can start providing some some resources for people that you know if they have that mind fog and maybe they have candida so hopefully this call has been helpful for those out I, there can i just say just really quick if people would like a little more information i i've actually got a handout that i'd love to offer your audience if um on candida yeah it, so I, i've set up a, a special page on my blog it's rickyheller.com forward slash healthful pursuit and if you go there, you can sign up to get a handout called Consider Candida, and it just lists some of the five less common symptoms that people might miss. So if you think that you're dealing with this, that might be something that you want to look at there. That's amazing. Thank you so much for putting that together. Uh, oh, so please go to rickyheller.com for any of those resources, and I'll include a link um, to that freebie uh, below the video, on the blog post, and everywhere, so you can access that. <laughs> And again, thank you so much for being on, on the show today, Ricky. Thank you so much, Leanne. It's been a pleasure. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.